The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Good morning. Good morning. Really happy and grateful to be here again with you uh, this Monday. I uh, look forward to speaking with you all uh for the month of March on spirituality, we will have some amazing guests come on and really speak about spirituality and how that connects with the whole mind-body uh, approach to being well. In the month of February, we had the mind-body experience. And what we do, because we are Wellness Interactive and we're a company that has many umbrellas, and one of uh, the arms of that umbrella is the Wellness Lounge, and we're located in South Orange, New Jersey, and we at the Wellness Lounge, we take it a step further. So this is our show on Mondays, uh, the Wellness Lounge, a step further. You'll engage with uh, uh, professionals and uh, people who you may not find on television (laughs) or radio. And we like that. We're okay with that because they have um, a a different voice, uh, a voice that uh, all of us are uh, engaging with every day when we wake up uh, and and we're heading to work or we're taking care of our families. We have a a voice that uh, I believe is it's real because we're navigating lifestyles that require a whole mind-body spiritual connection. And so today uh, we have uh, Dr. Pride Boone, who uh, was actually on our first show. And uh, everyone loved her so much, so I brought her back because I love her too. And Dr. Pride Boone is a MD. She's a Harvard grad and a Columbia grad uh, uh, Practitioner and Johns Hopkins, a Bachelor of Science and from Columbia Barnard, Barnard College. Also, uh, she's a certified pediatrician and family counselor. Family counselor, Dr. Pride Boone will engage us on uh, the approach to being well and uh, the people we surround ourselves with and um, the people we engage with on a day-to-day basis. And we'll also speak about uh, um, the history of uh, women and their spiritual connection, which is going to be directed toward our families. Um, I don't know if you all know anyone that uh, may have had uh, 16 kids, but my mother 
and my, well, my parents, they, they both um, had 16 kids, <laughs> and 12 of them are women, and I'm one of them. And so this month is National Women's History Month, and we'll speak to Dr. Pride Boone about uh, connecting that whole spirituality also to women. Uh, they're addressing um, many approaches this month to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, the STEM for women. They're engaging women. So I love the idea that Dr. Pride Boone is here because she's the science of STEM, but also she has uh, so much to speak about the spirituality of STEM. And that's the only thing that I think is missing in the STEM, but you can take that science and use it for spirituality also, science and spirituality this month. And on that note, thank you, Dr. Pride Boone, for joining us this morning, and I'm sure you have a lot to speak about with us. Uh, I'd like, hello, Dr. Pryboo? Yes. yes, good morning. Good morning, good morning. So, I'm, I, I, once again, thank you for joining us. Well, great, <laughs> and I'm really appreciative to be on your show. I think your, your programs are wonderful. You've done great work with families. I'm familiar with your program in New Jersey where you brought families together for wellness around nutrition, exercise, and combating pediatric obesity. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Well, Doctor, for those of you who may not know, Dr. Pride Boone actually uh, has a, an amazing program, and it's Childhood Obesity and Spirituality, and she implemented this program uh, at one of the local schools in New Jersey, and we were so happy to um, help in her uh, navigating that with uh, a 12-week-long program, and it was absolutely amazing, the feedback from the families, uh, were, it was just incredible because she engaged families with this approach to childhood obesity and spirituality. So, Dr. Pride Boone, um, it is, of course, Nat- National uh, Women's History Month, and I want to uh, start by uh, getting uh, your uh, input and, of course, uh, hopefully your blueprint today on spirituality and where we are uh, today as women. So you heard me mention my mom, which I'll speak about <laughs> a little later. Um, she, oh my goodness, she had 16 kids. So uh, we have uh, many women that are uh, striving to be the best, to do the best, and sometimes we are just the best anyway, you know, I think, in, in, in not taking anything away from men, but I think we are in a position to say we are the best to navigate that spirituality blueprint. What is your take on that? Um, I think you're right in terms of women and intuition and spirituality. I think men certainly are very spiritual and intuitive creatures, but I don't know that they invest a great deal in fine-tuning that and really investigating that, whereas I think women are team builders because they have invested in their intuitive sense and their spirituality. Um, We tend as women to look at the team and the group, um, perhaps knowing that we alone are unable to move the tribe forward, that our families and those we care for move forward when we are all moved forward. And so we're often willing to sacrifice and invest in the team rather than the individual. And there are lots of studies to show men tend to look out for their individual tribe. They don't necessarily feel compelled to move the team forward but move their tribe forward, whereas we tend to, as women, bring the entire community. We really 
wrap around a child and bring that community together to help that child do well. So I don't mm. know if because we're more intuitive beings or we've spent time investigating our spiritual and intuitive side, but I think one of the reasons that our parents were able to raise 15 and 16 children and not sweat too, which is what is commonly now, um, people, I was a pediatrician seeing families pull their hair out over two and three kids. <laughs> and oh, yes. <laughs> and your mom was able to do 16 without a sweat. And it, 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 uh, Well. <laughs> it was faith. I think they, they spent a great deal of time knowing that their life and their livelihoods would not invest it in Facebook. And so, you know, not to um, speak little of Facebook, I think media as we know it today is important. Obviously, we're using it, um, but it has to have its place. And there are studies now showing that depression and anxiety scores in young people who spend an inordinate amount of time on Facebook, on media, are not doing and faring well, whereas the generation prior or two prior before spent a great deal of time walking with their God and knowing that faith would bring them through and that they didn't have to worry about feeding 16 kids. They knew this was going to happen. And mm-hmm. so they so, would bring the anxiety and depression that often comes with achievement or needing to achieve. Their sense right. what would happen was there. Mm-hmm. So you so, almost have to borrow so, from their faith. So then uh, today, 2013, how can we uh, as uh, parents, as moms, as you know, sisters and aunts, how can we help uh, achieve that level of, uh, I'll say, spiritual commitment uh, to our families uh, uh, like our parents did? I mean, I, I know that obviously women are working, we're all working, and uh, the dynamics definitely has changed based on when, you know, our parents were raising us. But uh, it's so true that uh, they had the faith. So right now, if, you know, we have faith, we're, we're believers, what can we do to nurture our families and, and be better at it uh, with, with all of, uh, of what we're competing with? You know, we are competing with, uh, with uh, the, the new media technology <laughs> Uh, error and it's just uh, it, it, it's not going it's not disappearing. So we we need that base. We need that spiritual connection uh, to our families, and it should connect with our mind and the body. Everything. Do you have any suggestions to how we can navigate that, Dr. Pride Boone? Well, I think um, first and foremost, each individual um, parent needs to spend time with the God of their understanding. They can meditate if. Mm-hmm. if if they do not have a faith life, it's important. As old as transcendental meditation is, it is still key to survival. We need to pull away in our prayer closets and spend time in devotion or in meditation, um, just following the breath until you are at a peaceful place. Because from that peaceful place is how you create the peaceful family. So each of us needs to invest that time. So we literally have to disconnect and turn off the phone and not tweet. We have to literally turn down the media and the and the interactions and interfaces that we often deal with on a moment-to-moment basis have to shut down in order for us to relax and bring the peace into the home. We become the peace we want to see. And so we create this peaceful environment. And people don't remember what you say to them, but they remember how you made them feel. And so yes. I'll quote Jesse Farrell. I mean, your personal success and your family's success 
will be how you make others feel and how you make yourself feel. And you do that by disconnecting and finding that peaceful, quieted place where you can rest and be rejuvenated. So if you're not able to do that, it makes it tough to kind of run a family without that anxiety and depression that often comes. So mm-hmm. needing to find moments of rest and create a lock your bathroom door, climb in a tub, <laughs> um, shut the kids out, shut the world at work out. And right, right. You you have to do you first before you, you can you, you <laughs> engage with anybody else, right? You're reminded of the airplane, right? And put on your oxygen mask before you go resuscitate anyone else. So That is true. Isn't that yeah. funny? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't save anybody else before you put on, yeah. unless you put on that, that mask. And, you know, um, you hit on something here with my mother. You know, I have 11 sisters and four brothers, as you know, and my mother, she didn't work uh, for uh, many years until my sister Heather was uh, in kindergarten. And so, but once she began working, oh my goodness, she just, she traveled, she ran the local program, uh, community program, director of, you know, community program. She was really engaged, but she was very clear about that space <laughs> that you're talking about. She, 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 she would always say, well, you know, you can't, you, you can't be stupid and raise 16 kids. And that, that I believe. And so, but I think she meant that, uh, in total, the mind, body, spirit in total, because she would find that space and, uh, it didn't matter if, if if she took a bath or if she was flying to the other side of the world. She needed the space. She needed that. And I, I believe um, we pull from what our parents uh, have done in the past. And, and if we're not, we're, we're, it's a miss, I believe. Right? It's a miss. If you're not taking something from your parents that uh, has helped you to be where you are today, it it can be a miss. And so what's your feedback on that? Have you uh, uh, taken something from your mom in the past and uh, you treat uh, families every day or you speak with families every day? Do you see that happening? Are, are they speaking about uh, how their, their moms has had this great influence on them in any way? Or I, I think I do see that. I do sometimes see the re- the opposite in their 20s and 30s and attempt to do it differently than their moms. But as they age toward 30 and 40, children learn what they see, not what they um, are taught. They they actually will imitate what is actually in front of them. So um, by 40 or 50, they're saying, gee, I'm saying things and doing things my mom did, and I promised I wouldn't do that, and I'm doing it anyway. So wow. a lot of our behavior is ingrained from younger years, but they certainly know to um, pull their mother and parents and family and extended family in as resources because they can't raise a child alone. As you mentioned, most women, 60% are working. And to be able to raise a child and work 40 to 50 hours outside of the home requires a village. And, and families that are healthy are the ones who live within about 30 minutes from their extended family who can bring in that parenting, that community into the child's life in order to help that child be successful. Oh, wait. Okay, so on that note, this is, you know, we there was a little, just a little bit of controversy about the First Lady and having her her mother come to live, uh, you know, at the White House, which I thought was beautiful and amazing. I know my mom uh, came in to stay with us a few months out of the year, so I, I love that. Can you speak a little more about um, 
being sure that uh, you're engaging with your 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 family and yes they should hopefully be 30 minutes away uh which is difficult because many people have jobs where they have to travel and or relocate and so you're finding more families are, are realizing that in order to raise their family wells they need to move closer home because they do need that support system the values and the core strengths that were each of us possessed from our families can't be provided often by a woman alone because she's out of the home with right. 50 hours a week. So she relies on her extended families and friends and notice that we will pick friends usually who mimic our siblings growing up. They're, they <laughs> <live> <laughs> a lot of traits that our parents um, and siblings had. So often we will surround ourselves with people who remind us of our extended family and they wow. provide a way to help raise the children. Um, because it is very difficult. I, we, we try as women to have it all, but usually it's sequential. Like your mother, she couldn't help the communities and do the travel that she did when her children were young, but she <laughs> waited and paced it so when she was available, then came her, more of her own creative strength outside of parenting. So often mm-hmm. as women, because we, we really, it's difficult to have it all at the same moment. You right. have to live sequentially. Right. So that whole... Uh Superwoman, <laughs> yes. it, and you know best. You you know this best. I mean, you have three kids, and uh, you're a uh, nationally acclaimed physician, an amazing physician. You uh, you're teaching. You're doing everything, and uh, you know that uh, best. And when you say it's not easy, no. is it not easy with? All the things that you just mentioned, uh, I, I'm, I believe if you if you don't find that space and you you don't find that connection to spirituality, it it can be difficult. So it's it's not easy unless perhaps uh, you are engaging with a spiritual foundation. Do you yes. see that? Yes. Uh, yes. And especially if you come from um, difficult circumstances, which occurred with my family, we had alcoholism in the home. So growing up was a challenge. Right, yes, I could speak to that too. Only another show, but I could speak to that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and see, I think that's also what we sometimes forget when we're going through these things that uh, you feel or think nobody else in the world has gone through it or they may not have a clue. But, you you, you know, you'd be surprised. You have to... um, Really, I think share. You find the people you to share with, uh, because you'll be surprised that um, uh, there's more help than judgment or more help than criticism. So, so you do want to. If you don't share it, you wear it, so that the stress. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Of of your childhood circumstances, if they're not worked through, you get to eat them away, and mm. so a lot of our stress and and our behaviors come from this internal sense of. Uh, maybe have been wronged as a child or um, not having had the, the stronger connections that you wish to have. When, when I grew up, two or three of my sisters, we were estranged from each other. And mm-hmm. so I prayed for 15 to 20 years. I did my daily meditation. I was raised Catholic, so I used my rosary. And I mm-hmm. prayed, God, your will be done. Bring us back together. If it's your will, you'll bring us together. Oh, how and beautiful is that? And miraculously, I didn't do anything. We're just... We're together, and I did. Beautiful, this. beautiful. I, I, only thing I did so, was pray, and, uh, and that's it. We we have to pray. I love it, love it. So on that note, we'll we'll be back in a moment. We'll we have to break for a commercial, but uh, we're with Dr. Pride Boone, and uh, stay tuned. 
is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hi. Thanks again for tuning in. We're speaking with Dr. Pride Boone. And uh, Dr. Pride Boone, uh, we were just speaking about spirituality and connecting that whole mind-body uh, to our spiritual uh, balance, you know. Um, she's last spoke about how uh, uh, she prayed every day. So you prayed for your sister and you to be reconnected, and you would pray every day. That's where we left off, Dr. Pride Boone. I'd love to have you uh, reflect on that again. Yes. I, you know, again, I, we grew up with alcoholism, and um, it is not just a poison for the individual, but it's a poison for the family. And you may leave childhood with hurts and disappointments that have nothing to do with the children, but have a lot to do with what happened within that family because of the disease. And so um, some families are very overreactive. They are very tight-knit. There's a lot of fussing and connecting, and it may be, appear negative, but there's quite a bit of um, interaction, and it may not always be positive, but there's lots of interaction. And some families respond in a distant way. They just separate, and they don't have a lot to do with each other. Because of the pain, there was no language or ability to communicate the hurts and disappointment when, when the disease occupied the rooms and not love. And so mm-hmm. um, we were strained as, as kids, and I loved them, and I, and I would say, you can't stop me from loving you. And I'd, right. <laughs> I would just love them, and I'd, and I'd pray that God have his way, that I use spirituality and, and the God of my understanding, that I said, one day in this lifetime, you're going to bring us together. And I have no idea how, but we're all together. Well, I I think I I have an idea, but 
I think praying really helps. (laughs) I always say that because, um, and you know this, uh, of course, too, that the praying and the faith, uh, and I love when you say, to the God of your understanding, because uh, that's so true, to the God of your understanding, because it's about uh, that spiritual faith. And um, I, someone asked me, uh, or, or I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I tell people, oh, I, I'm having a love affair. And, of course, I'm married with two kids. And I said, I'm having a love affair. And, and they, they look at me and go, what, really? And I said, yeah, I'm having a love affair with God. Okay. So I, for me, I'm praying all the time. It doesn't matter where I am. So if you're not in church, if you're not uh, uh, where – Ever you have your service um, um, in synagogues in the mosque? If you're you're not uh, praying all the time, you might want to try that because it it helps. It really does. I know it helped me, and I think that's what I just heard from you. You prayed to have uh, you and your sister connected. Graduations, funerals, there are there are good and bad points where families do reconnect, and when you bring love into that space. They, whatever those things were that we believed held us apart, they just disappear. And so, you know, having <laughs> filled your heart daily with love yeah. and gratitude, you're able to spill that into that space. So whatever, you know, you, some I meet families all the time and think, well, never, I can't speak to my mother again. And I'm going, oh, it will happen. And just pray and let it happen. And there are times when people will get back together. And that's painful for families to be separated. But there is a way back. There is, definitely. You know, to your point about once you get together, you just kind of forget about things. Because it's love. It feels so good. I think that's what we all feel uh, during uh, uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving. You know, we we all have uh, anxiety about it before it happens, I think. And then we get together and we just have love. love. It's so much fun. It's great. darkness, Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So once Ooh. you bring that light into the room, darkness has to go. So love does conquer and patience and faith. And I think that's what our mothers bought. And I, and I, I have when I'm seeing patients, I have to tell them, turn off the cell phone. You can't text and watch a movie while you're talking with me and I'm taking mm-hmm. care of trial. And so, you know, again, we have a lot of distractions. And if we aren't careful about managing our lives, I think someone in my age group knows that, but the younger uh, generation may or may not realize that there are many things that compete for their time and attention. They don't. They, they, I, I don't think they realize that, but uh, I do think it's also up to the parent or the parents to engage with them on that level. And sometimes we're missing, we're missing all that, that, oh, it's okay to have, if you have three kids, it's okay uh, for them uh, to sit simultaneously and start to work on texting at the same time. And, oh, by the way, the parent is, is uh, sitting next to them, and right the parent is texting. <laughs> right. I'm right. like, wait a minute, what is this? Right, They're texting each other across the table. I'm like, use your yes. voice. Texting each voice. other across the table. And so, uh, please, please, uh, if you're a parent or, listen, I think all of us are, are parents. If you're around children or young people, uh, you know, it, it's 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 going to be tough if we're not helping them to engage with conversation. And you know, I was reading a, a book um, not too long ago where um, 
the concern is now about our young men and uh and of course our young women too but mostly young men they don't know how to date anymore <laughs> they don't know how to date they don't know what to say they don't know how to engage uh and in asking a girl out or they don't know how to pick up the phone and it's just difficult so not only are we um uh not focused on uh that uh spiritual base. I think we're not focused on all the the things that uh, disrupt the, the spiritual base. We have no clue as to why this, uh, you know, you might have issues with, you know, young people or teenager or, or a spouse. We're not connecting. We're just not connecting. And it takes energy, time, and love, and you've got to create and dig within and develop that muscle. You know, as we talked about the last time we chatted about having four chambers of the heart, and one of those chambers is spirituality, which is love. And it's developing that muscle. And, you know, kids today, as you know, even going on interviews, are very awkward because um, the communication may or may not be um, person to person. So learning that life skill of reminding yourself that it isn't what you say, it's how you make them feel. How you make them feel um, is going to require that depth of knowledge of self and love. And the, and right, the yeah. And, uh, no, as you said, no one ever really remembers what you say. They always remember how you made them feel. And, and so, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it is a bit scary, though, I'll say, Dr. Pride Boom, because, uh, the, how you make someone feel after a conversation on, by text or by email, Oh, that can be devastating. You know that to be true because that's where our kids are right now. They uh, simply text, which the text has no feeling, and it's just it's every. I, I look at all, unfortunately, all our young people uh, not being able to pass on the legacy of our parents and how our parents did have that sound foundation of communication, even when they were angry. <laughs> When they were angry, I could still hear my mother. I could still hear my father. I could hear their words. <laughs> you know, I could really. Now, now this, this, listen, listeners, this might be uh, a, a little horrible. I'll apologize uh, uh, in advance right now. I apologize. But I'm okay, and all my siblings are okay. My father used to say to us, he's, he's from Alabama. He was originally from Alabama. He would say, I will make you run like a chicken with your head cut off. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the impact was. It didn't matter. I just knew that he meant, okay, enough, right? Well, oh, my God, I went down to the farm in Alabama, and I saw a chicken running with his head cut off. <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness, all these years. <laughs> oh, no. But, hey, listen, it worked. I it, Today, I cannot imagine not trying to find something, as you said, that's going to help to get uh, the attention of our kids, of our families, to, to pull them together. You know, uh, it's not easy to raise 16 kids, and as you know, it's not easy to raise one or two. But my parents raised 16 kids. Now, this is the part that's amazing, and I, I, I know that uh, had a lot to do also uh, with my mom, and of course we had major issues like every other family, but the most beautiful takeaway of being a one of 16 kids 
my, uh, I have over 30 nephews, and the first thing I always tell people, and guess what? They're amazing, beautiful citizens. I don't go into the name titles or the schools and all that, but, you know, they're all educated. What's amazing about that platform is that um, my, my, one of my girlfriends uh, said to me, uh, wow, I, I can't believe it. I finally get a chance to meet all your sisters. You know, I see this. I see the strength. And then she met all the, the nephews because I have more nephews than, than nieces. I only have about six, six, seven nieces. And she says, you know, your mother raised women who could raise men. Now, all of these young men have fathers. <laughs> you know, they're all, you know, my, my, the siblings, uh, uh, the, the moms, uh, uh, have fathers or married and so on. So the father was always in the family. But I think it had a lot to do with uh, what my, my girlfriend said. She said, your, your mother raised women who could raise men and, and, and children in general. Because all of these young men uh, within my family, there are 13 out of 16 of us who uh, all went to college. And from that... Uh, we have over, what, 35, 36 uh, kids, and the nephews all went to college. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not saying that's got to be the end all to go to college, but I'm saying somehow they pulled back from the legacy of my mother and my parents and that they not only uh, uh, have uh, college degrees, they then went on to marry uh, women who also are uh, uh have college degrees and, and grad studies, all of that. And so it's got to be a, a connection to that conversation that you're just speaking about and it being the spiritual foundation in uh, all that we do. You know, it's got to be speaking more, talking more, doing more, and doing less with uh, uh, connecting by text and all that other stuff. So, and it, not to, and we need those forms of of communication. I use them, of course, every day. Oh, yes, we all do, and we're not going away from it. That's why I said before that it is our future. We know that. We just need to learn how to navigate it better around the spiritual foundation. We have to manage it because your mother knew, um, I believe your mother knew, that God had a plan, and she just had to step into it. She just had to show up and show up with a heart full with love and gratitude and he would take it from there. And so it's it's making that daily commitment to be present, to be loving, to bring the light that you want to see, to be the peace that you want to see in the world. And then the doors open and families are able to connect and support each other because of that strong foundation, which your mother knew, which was faith, that it would be okay, that there was a better place coming. And we just had to step into that purpose and be present for it. You know, um, Oh, gosh, I thank you for that, because I, I, I'm thinking about um, a conversation I had with my husband uh, many years ago when, you know, we, when we uh, were dating and he went home to meet my parents and my family. He says, wow, your family is a lot more affectionate than my family. They're really affectionate. And I thought, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> Dr. Price Food, I said, really? Because I didn't think we were affectionate at all, but it probably had a lot to do with um, my mother, as you said, just showing up. You know, she knew that God was going to show up. And she knew that all she had to do was uh, really uh, navigate uh, raising us 
getting us out of the house, uh, going on to our lives, but doing it in a way where um, uh, I, I think she she has the blueprint uh, definitely for spirituality because I don't think she could have done it. To your point, can't do it without uh, knowing that God is showing up somewhere to help you through this because, as I said, it wasn't easy. But it was also, um, you know, one of those things where, wow, we, I felt really happy and honored that she says, oh, your family is very affectionate. I thought, really? <laughs> because I didn't think we were affectionate at all. I just thought at times my mother was saying, okay, you know, uh, uh, this is what you do. This is how you do it. You've got to move, move, move. And she was still out in the community helping other mothers to navigate their whole, uh, you know, uh, presence amongst family. And, of course, she was not... Uh, you know, she wasn't a pastor, she wasn't a minister, but she had that, uh, uh, as you said, spiritual faith, which I think all of our parents had in the past. Well, many of them, not all, but certainly, but many of them. <laughs> well, some of them, many of them. Well, well the, the, okay, okay. So some of them did not have... <laughs> I'm not going to take their spiritual inventory, but I would... I know. They may not have a, the muscle strength that your mother had developed that particular chamber of her heart. She had that down pack, and, and she had strength though there was no some people perceive um faith and 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 a belief that god will make this okay or the uh, uh, their higher power will make that okay as a weakness but in fact it allows in in your in your weakness there is strength and and allowing faith to work and then just showing up treating others as you would want to be treated bringing love and loving to the extent that you can and then letting god do the rest is what I saw your mother bring forward, which was this incredible strength. You had boundaries. You knew right from wrong. You, you had in your mind this worked and this did not work. But behind those strength and that structure was the faith that it's what it is going to work on. It may look ugly today. It may not look so perfect, but there's a better day coming. And she knew and believed that. And she and she and she got it all. Forward. Yes, she got it yes. all through and. Oh, I, I miss my mom. I love my mom dearly. Yeah. And my dad, but my mom is amazing. So we're going to break for a commercial, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hi. Hello again. We're speaking with Dr. Pride Boone. Uh, we're connecting our st- spiritual foundation with mind-body. And uh, this is the Wellness Lounge a step further. And it is uh, a brand of Wellness Interactive. And you can always uh, get us at uh, wellnessinteractive.com to uh, listen and tune in to the next program. We were just speaking about uh, the foundation of spirituality through families and friends and our parents, our, our moms. Uh, Dr. Pride Boone, can we speak a little uh, just about the men? Now, we, we spoke briefly early on about uh, that uh, balance, but I want to uh, engage you with the conversation I had uh, with uh, a male, and uh, the gentleman said, well, listen, uh, this whole idea of women being more spiritual than men, it, of course, relates back in our history where um, it is about the pack. You know, the women were protecting the pack, and the men uh, had to go out and uh, get food, you know, (laughs) had to hunt, had to do all these things and bring food back to their families, and, and the woman had to protect the pack. Now, do you think men uh, have uh, the same spiritual uh, balance uh, that women do? Or, I mean, if they, they don't, uh, are, there, are they capable? Which I'm making it sound very simple, but I know you're going to add an, an amazing twist to all that because... I've met some beautiful men and just with that spiritual connection or that spiritual foundation and all of a sudden, poof, that uh, warrior comes out (laughs) or the conqueror. Is that something we're actually teaching our young men as they're uh, uh, growing up to uh, erase the spiritual foundation and just be that conqueror? You need to go out, you need to hunt, you need to... You, you need to survive. You need to provide. Is there somewhere where we can look at connecting uh, a spiritual base between men and women and it being equal? Um, I, I think that's an excellent question. I see um, as a pediatrician and family therapist that all of us have great capacity for spirituality and a, and a high, many of us have a capacity for a high emotional IQ. I don't know if as women we develop it more or if we're allowed to develop it more. You know, certainly you don't necessarily hear, you can't cry to a little boy, but there's certainly uh, an okay edgeness to being rough and tough and, and being more of a hunter than a gatherer. Um, but they, they do have the capacity, and you know, I refer you to Jesse Farrell's book on how to leave them feeling, which is, and, and often books are written about feelings and emotional IQ are actually written by men. So the mm. capacity there is very much there, but I think as soldiers, uh, as looking at young teenagers, men, 
Um, and boys, their focus is more on moving forward and when you try to engage them on emotionality or IQ and trying to raise that IQ, you kind of get this blank stare. What language are you speaking? <laughs> so they are. They may be, for whatever purposes, more wired toward less emotionality and more toward concreteness and physical success, um, but not always across the board. And they certainly have the capacity. And as you watch them age, they do develop that side of them more. Usually those who are in successful marriages, for instance, learn to navigate those waters. Those who are very successful in business have very high emotional IQs, male and females, because they know mm. how to work a room. They know how to walk into that room and, and know who's there and who, who the power players are. They're very good emotionally. So it's not you know male or female, but you may find a easier predominance within women to develop that or a cultural okayness to go ahead and move that muscle versus men, it may come later in life because certainly the most successful ones are the ones who've learned to develop those muscles and move forward. So, you know, I think mm. of men, men traditionally walking into bombs, you know, World War One and Two, where, you know, men are moving forward where um, bombs are being dropped. And I, most women would go, no, not me. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. I wouldn't think I'd look forward to doing. No, I don't, no, no. I'd rather stay back and kind of protect the troops in another way, but certainly there are women who will, so you can't speak across. Oh, right, definitely. I have, you know, one of my best uh, friends uh, has been in the military for all her life, uh, adult life, yes. Mm -hmm. They're willing to jump out there and get get what's done, but I just think men have the muscle, um, and I think now they're having more ability to develop that muscle, and I see it happening more, and those who are most successful are the ones who actually navigate that space and and learn to to get it right. So... Uh, oh, love it. Did did you, uh, do you think that uh, it, it uh, and I may have missed this because uh, I, I love what you, you just said because it, it's real, it's real and, and I think people can take away from that. Do you um, think that uh, it's nurtured? Um, you know, it, I hear that you, what you said about the men as they get older or when they marry you know, it's a better foundation for spirituality. That's what I'm hearing. But do you think uh, uh, a parent who is raising a son can nurture that spirituality without um, uh, the child or or he or family members or friends perceiving him uh, to be uh, more, uh, much more softer than other young males? Yeah, I think that's a, a tough question. I think um, um, they boys have their own language, my experience, and they, 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 they know who, they may not know who they are, but they know who they're not. And so, Oh, love that. You know, they often will present a certain way, but certainly, for instance, my guys you know, were raised, um, I hope, in a very strong spiritual uh, faith-based home, and they can walk into a church and tell you in a minute, God's here, God's not here. They they have an ability to just kind of do a wow. IQ pretty quickly and figure out, I don't know, this is real here. <laughs> and so they're good about that. And, and of course, they, they were raised in the church, uh, and you have, uh, yeah, you, you guys traveled all over the country, so I think that has a lot to do with it, too, and you, you were... Yeah searching for um, a place, uh, uh, a, a church or faith-based. Uh, so it doesn't make them, but they won't present any less or more macho than they perceive that they have to present. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just, you know, believe you, you try to equip your children with as 
as much um, ex- exposure and equipment as possible to navigate um, the, the life we live circa 2013. So mm-hmm. um, I think boys and girls can be taught to appreciate their spiritual life, and uh, it's important to ex- expose them, and whether they pick it up or not, it's, it's up to them. Um, mm-hmm. But as a parent, you, you know, you give that foundation because you know that that is the way to success, just as your mother knew um, that you can't do this alone, that you need family, you need a community, and you need a higher power who's going to make doors open and, and allow things to happen for you. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I have um, seen in action sometimes uh, men uh, who uh, have that strength that you spoke about earlier. They're very su- successful. Oh, my goodness, they're very... Uh, they're very dominant in a sense, but in a good sense. They're dominant where they know and understand what their connection is. So uh, speaking about that room you're, <laughs> you're talking about, they walk in a room and they will know how to navigate that whole presence immediately. And then you can see uh, you know, some of the guys will walk in and, and they're very cautious. So uh, as you mentioned before, they may be the person who walks in very assertively, the most successful man, he's already uh, sized up the the, uh, the strength or the the calmness or the spirituality or the business. Doesn't matter what it is, he knows. Now, the other gentleman that's still struggling to achieve that, and I know that we all, men, man or woman, we all can't. Uh, uh, we're all individual. We can't all be. The same. So that that person who is struggling to achieve that level, and they want it, because I've been around people like that too, they want to be successful, would you say, or can you address them just being focused on how to connect what they're already doing successfully and then adding a spiritual component? And, And they may say, well, gee, I go to church every Sunday, or I, I go to synagogue, I, you know, go to mosque, I, I do all of this, but yet it's not connecting. So how do you uh, uh, differentiate between those two guys, one who is very successful because they get it, they've connected the mind, body, spirit, and the other gentleman who just does not understand why they're not achieving that level? Um, it's kind of hard, you know, to, to take another's, inventory in terms of their spiritual growth and connectedness. But, um, you know, certainly for me, just are you treating people the way you want to be treated? I'm, I'm mm-hmm, sure exactly. When you talk about success, whether you mean um, financial success, emotional success, that you have... I mean good, everything. Good, <laughs> that balance. That, that balance. Absolutely. It's, it's knowing yourself and being fair and, and um, kind to yourself and then treating other people the way you'd want to treat yourself. And you can still, thank you, because you could still do that and be that person and be successful. That's my point. You can, yes. you can definitely be that person. I just think that sometimes we may feel that um, uh, that's going to uh, <laughs> uh, negate what uh, you set out to be, and that uh, is to be the warrior or the successful warrior and, but I can't, uh, I can't treat people nicely or I can't show that there is a good side or there is some spiritual foundation. Right. That is a hard one for men. I think trying to create that balance and not appearing to be soft uh, for lack of another word, but 
um, you know, I just, I think of Joseph, you know, Jesus' father. There was mm-hmm. a lot written about him. He was, all you can say is he was a, a good provider and a good protector. And, and sometimes for men, that's plenty, plenty to do, you know, just to, to step up the plate, provide for the family, and be a good protector is a really good start. And if they develop their emotional IQ and their spirituality, that's even, it's like icing on a cake. But I think the job of a man traditionally in that role is, is already a tough one. So mm-hmm. this, in this economy, protecting and providing is a very good good start. Mm, it is. It is. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting, though. It, it also might connect. I, I, I heard this joke once, uh, you know, at a, at a dinner, and one of our mayors, uh, actually mayor of New York, uh, Mayor Dinkins, he had... Uh, uh, did an icebreaker just before he began to speak, and he said that uh, uh, he and his wife were, um, I guess, attending an event, and uh, they uh, unfortunately uh, rode past um, someone, a, a, a man, a man who uh, uh, was not well. You know, he you could see that he was not well. He uh, was not... Um, uh, it, it was back in the day, too, when everyone, uh, it, it was tough seeing all these men that were homeless and all these other things, but he was also not well. He was probably homeless. And uh, uh, he said that, um, wow, uh, geez, uh, it, it's so sad that these, you know, the men are out here, and he was struggling to try and uh, change that. But his wife um, said to his wife, wow, uh, maybe uh, this is someone she knew, and, uh, and 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 again, this is a joke. It could be a joke uh, that that uh, I knew this guy, and says, "Oh, geez, well, uh, hey, maybe she could marry this guy." And so she responded, "Well, uh, no, uh, maybe if I had married him, he would have been mayor too." You know, so. It, <laughs> So don't worry about that. He would have been mayor too. So I always hear uh, guys say things like, "Yes, I'm the the greatest," or "I'm you know I'm just look at what you have. I have this or whatever." But then you know that whole connection to a woman, making sure that you have that that family core and that the the woman or the person that you love to really uh, uh, create that spiritual foundation because bottom line is, well, no, I, if I, hey, I, you would have, he would have been president too, or he would have been CEO too. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But uh, I say that because it has so much power in the family. And that's what we've been speaking about. Family, friends, men, women, Right. Spirituality, the navigation of it all, but definitely finding uh, your space or in, in making your own exactly. blueprint for spirituality. Visiting your lounge is important because women get to develop themselves. Thank you. Yes. And Did all. you all hear that? Dr. Pride Boone said to visit the wellness lounge, and that's where we do all things well. We engage with education, and we engage with uh, uh, hands-on treatments, ancient therapies, but it is a home, okay? I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you so much, Dr. Pride Boone, for coming on uh, once again with us, and I look forward to having you back again, and I, uh, I always uh, am so humble with the knowledge uh, that uh, you, all, you have for all of us, okay? Well, thank you, and I appreciate your focus on wellness and spirituality. I think that's important for all of us to be really, really well.
the Strong Me Foundation, uh, we can find you at www.strongme.org. www.strongme.org. And you're you're teaching uh, or engaging and educating physicians on uh, the Childhood Obesity Platform and Spirituality. As well as Correct. working on families, yes. And the eight the eight hundred number is triple eight four nine five six five five five. Can you repeat that again? Yes, eight 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 four nine five six five five five. Eight eight eight. Okay, and it's the Strong Me Foundation. Strongme.org. dot org. Strong org. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, and I look forward to having you on again. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.